Innalhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillala wa man yudlil falahadiyala wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharikala wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun ya ayyuhannasu taqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كِثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدْيِ هَدْيُ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلُّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٌ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٌ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ مَرْحَبًا بِكُمْ جَمِيعًا أَهْلًا وَسَهْلًا We are happy to be here as an invited guest on this platform which is one of the platforms in which Islam is being taught according to the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba and those who follow them. And I'm honored to be here as a guest to speak with the listeners tonight or this evening regarding some benefits from the life example of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam or as many say the Prophet Abraham and the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam he is a prophet that is mentioned throughout the Quran rather there is a chapter of the Quran titled after his name we have Surah Ibrahim. And this is an indication of the nobility and honor of this prophet and messenger. And likewise, his status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his status as it relates to the people. For you have many who attribute themselves and connect themselves to the Prophet Abraham. Rather, the three major religions in the world, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all 
followers of these three major religions in the world, they claim a connection with the Prophet Ibrahim salam. However, the reality is that those who truly have a connection with the Prophet Ibrahim or Abraham, they are the ones who follow the path of monotheism. They are the ones who follow the path of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. For the Prophet Ibrahim, he was not a polytheist. He was not one who worshiped idols. He was not one who worshiped people. Rather, he worshiped the creator alone. And this is the first benefit to be mentioned. And it is the greatest of the benefits from the life of the prophet Ibrahim. And that is that he was a monotheist. Allah, he mentions in the Quran, describing the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he said قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمِ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ إِذْ قَالُوا لِقَوْمِهِمْ إِنَّا بُرَآءٌ مِّنْكُمْ وَمِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ كَفَرْنَا بِكُمْ وَبَدَا بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَاءُ أَبَدًا حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَحْدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions in the Quran indeed you have in Ibrahim and those with him a beautiful example when they said to their people indeed we are free from you and free from that which you worship besides Allah and we have rejected you and that which you worship and there has begun between us and you hostility and enmity forever until you believe in Allah alone. This statement, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمِ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ That indeed, you have in Ibrahim and those with him a beautiful example, an excellent example for you. Meaning, in the life of the Prophet Ibrahim and those with him, and the scholars they mentioned, those with him, they are the prophets and the messengers. Those who followed his way, the way of monotheism. That you have in their lives, you have in the stances that they took in opposition to polytheism and paganism. You have in that a beautiful example. You have in their life examples of righteousness and patience. You have a beautiful, excellent example for you. 
Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions something from this beautiful example of the Prophet Ibrahim and the prophets and messengers that were with him, that they said to their people, indeed, we are free from that which you worship. Or indeed, we are free from you and we are free from that which you worship besides Allah. And we have rejected you. We reject you and we reject your practices of paganism. This is the way of the prophets and messengers. Prophets and messengers, they were, they, they were monotheists. No prophet, no messenger was an idolater, worshiping idols, worshiping the creation. No prophet, no messenger ever was a pagan. And this here, brothers and sisters, is a focal point that all worship is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we want to be individuals who only worship Allah and we do not worship creation. For Allah is the creator. So the creator is the one who has the right to be worshipped. And as for creation, then creation is not entitled to any worship. No matter how great this person is, no matter how great this matter of creation is, no matter how noble and honorable this person or this thing may be in, in creation, no one and nothing has the right to be worshipped except for the creator. And this is the example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions from the Prophet Ibrahim and those with him. So they said, we have rejected you and there has begun between us and you hostility, enmity, and hatred forever until you believe in Allah alone, meaning until you worship Allah alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions concerning the Prophet Ibrahim and this is the Islamic position as it relates to this noble prophet and messenger of Allah, the Prophet Ibrahim. Makana Ibrahim Yahudiyon Wala Nasraniya Walakin Kana Hanifan Muslima. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions about the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, that Ibrahim he was not a Jew nor was he a Christian he was not a Jew nor was he a Christian why is this mentioned? because the Jews and the Christians they also claim to have a connection with the Prophet Ibrahim. Now, they, they claim to have a connection with the Prophet Ibrahim and, or they say that he is from them. 
And it's not possible for Ibrahim السلام, to be from the Yahud or the Jews or to be from the Nasara. Why is that? Because the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he's before the Prophet Musa or Moses. And he is before the Prophet Isa or Jesus. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes him as being Hanif, as being a Muslim. So Ibrahim, he was not a Jew, he was not a Christian. However, he was Hanif, meaning he was a monotheist. And he was a Muslim, meaning he was one who submitted to Allah with monotheism. And he is one who, who adhered to the commandments of Allah with the acts of obedience. And he was one who disassociated himself from polytheism and the people of polytheism. This is the meaning of Ibrahim السلام, being a Muslim. And according to this general meaning of being a Muslim, all prophets and messengers are Muslims. And likewise, the last of them and the seal of them, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this is the first matter as it relates to the virtues of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam or benefits from his life. That Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was not a person who was a Jew, nor was he a Christian. And if you look deeper into this matter, what is the way of the Yahud? The way of the Yahud, they are individuals who have knowledge, but they don't practice what they know. And then the way of the Nasara, they are individuals who have practice and actions, but their practices and their actions are not based upon knowledge. So that means that the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he was a man of beneficial knowledge and he was a man of righteous actions. And this is the way of all of the prophets and messengers. They were men of knowledge, the beneficial knowledge, and they were men of righteous actions. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he is the one who sent his messenger, meaning Allah. He is the one who sent his messenger, Muhammad, وسلم, with the guidance. And in the guidance, as the scholars have explained, is al-ilm al-nafi, the beneficial knowledge. And the deen al-haq, the religion of truth, is al-amal al-salih, the righteous action. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with. And it's no different from the previous messengers that Allah he sent to mankind. All of the messengers, when they came, they came with guidance, they came with the beneficial knowledge, and they came with the religion of truth, meaning the righteous actions. And likewise, the father of the prophets and the messengers Ibrahim alayhi salam. So he was not a Jew. He was not a Christian. 
but he was Hanif. He was a monotheist and he was a Muslim one who submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another point that can be mentioned from the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam is that not only was he a monotheist, but he called the people to monotheism. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ أَتَيْنَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ رُشْدًا And indeed, we have given Ibrahim his guidance. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, he's guided. He knows right from wrong. And he practices that which he knows. And on top of that, he called the people to the good. As Allah, he mentioned, وَإِبْرَاهِيمُ إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ اُعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَاتَّقُوا ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And Ibrahim, when he said to his people, worship Allah alone and be mindful of him, be fearful of him. That is better for you if you but knew. So here we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing Ibrahim alayhi salam as being one who called to that which is good. Not only did he himself know what's good and practice what is good, he also called the people to that which is good. And what is the greatest matter of good that we can call people to? The Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Calling the people to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone as all of the prophets and messengers did. And here Allah mentioned in the example of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. So he said to his people, worship Allah alone and have taqwa. And he worship Allah, don't worship the idols. And have the taqwa of him, meaning adhere to his commandments. Stay away from the prohibitions. And look what Allah mentions that Ibrahim said to them, khairulakum in kuntum ta'lamu. And that is better for you. And this is the way of the prophets and the messengers. And in specific, we're speaking about the prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. He's calling the people to that which is better for them. And this is how we should be as followers of the prophets and the messengers and specifically Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam. For Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that both of them are excellent examples for us. We just heard earlier the verse where Allah describes the Prophet Ibrahim and those with him as being a beautiful, excellent example. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, He said about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا And indeed you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. So the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, he called the people to that which is best for them, if they but knew. So following the advice the commands and the direction given to us by the prophets and the messengers, that will be better for us. 
And this is a message that we convey to the people. Following the way of the prophets and the messengers, and specifically, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet Ibrahim Alayhi Salam, following the way of the prophets and the messengers, this is better for you if you but know. But opposing their way, and specifically, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then secondly, the Prophet Ibrahim Alayhi Salam, opposing their way, opposing the monotheism. Taking that which is the right of Allah and giving it to creation, then this is the worst thing that a person can do. And this is the greatest of oppression. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, indeed, polytheism, paganism is the greatest oppression. Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was a man of intelligence when he called the people to Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ صَدِّيقًا نَبِيًّا إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبَتِي لِمَا تَعْبُدُ مَا لَا يَسْمَعْ وَلَا يُبْصِرْ وَلَا يُغْنِي عَنْكَ شَيْئًا And remember that which has been mentioned in the scriptures regarding Ibrahim alayhi salam. Indeed, he was one who was truthful and confirmed the truth and he was a prophet. When he said to his father, oh my father, why do you worship that which doesn't hear nor does it see and nor can it benefit you in anything. Ibrahim salam and his call to Tawheed, not only did he use the revelation that Allah revealed to him to call the people to Tawheed, but he also used an intellectual argument. Asking his father, why are you worshipping that which doesn't hear nor see? nor can benefit you. Different from worshipping Allah who hears. Different from worshipping Allah who sees. Different from worshipping Allah who can bring about benefit and enrich you. And this here, Barakallah Fikum, as a side point, is a refutation against the likes of the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila and those groups of deviants who deny the attributes of Allah. They say Allah he doesn't hear, Allah he doesn't see. And other than that, because what would be the benefit of Ibrahim salam reprimanding his father and, and considering that which his father worships as a blameworthy manner of worship Worshipping that which doesn't hear and see And then at the same time Allah he doesn't hear and he doesn't see No Ibrahim alayhi salam Is calling him away From the worship Of creation Those idols that they worship Which doesn't hear and doesn't see Those idols that they made with their hands 
And these idols cannot benefit them in anything. And let no one come and say, well, okay, human beings can hear and see. So what's the problem with worshiping a human being? Or there are animals that can hear and see. And what's the problem with worshiping an animal that can hear and see? The third matter, Barakallahu Fikum, that Ibrahim mentioned, Wala yugani anka shay'a. And it doesn't benefit you in anything because human beings and animals, their power, their abilities are limited. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the all powerful, the almighty, and there is no limit to the might and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no limit to the rich the riches of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, he mentions that Ibrahim said, Ya abati inni qad ja'ani min al-ilm ma lam ya'atika fattabi'ni ahadika siratan sawiyya. Ya abati la ta'bud al-shaytan inna al-shaytan kana lirrahmani asiyya. Allah, he mentions that Ibrahim said, Oh, my father, indeed, I have come to you with knowledge that which has not come to you. I bring to you, I'm calling you based upon knowledge that has not reached you. And this establishes, number one, that the call or the da'wah to Islam, the call to Islam is a call that is to be based upon ilm. A call that is to be based upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. Giving da'wah to people is not based upon your desires, your personal whims, your personal interpretations and feelings of how things should be. Da'wah is an act of worship. And all acts of worship have to be based upon the revelation. So he said to his father, therefore follow me, meaning... Being that I have come to you with this knowledge from Allah and I'm calling you to this knowledge that you don't have, follow me. Meaning follow me because of the knowledge that I'm calling you to. Follow me because of that which I am upon of a brightness. Not just follow me because I'm your family. Follow me because we're from the same tribe. Rather, follow me because of the guidance I am calling you to. And here, when he's saying to his father, follow me, he's not calling to himself. He's calling his father to follow the knowledge that is with him. Because the prophets and messengers, they did not call the people to themselves. They called the people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said to his father, I will guide you to a straight path. And that's the proof right there. He's not calling to himself. He's calling his father to the path of Allah. Then he said, oh, my father, don't worship the shaitan. Don't worship the devil. Indeed, the devil is disobedient to the most merciful. The scholars mention anyone who worships other than Allah in reality, he's worshiping the devil. Because it is the shaitan 
who incites and encourages the people to worship other than Allah. So we say to the people, don't be devil worshipers. Just because you may not worship the devil directly, your worship of anyone and anything other than the one who created you, the almighty Allah, is considered devil worship. In any event, another point to be mentioned, the importance of calling one's family to Islam. As Ibrahim alayhi salam, he called his father to Islam and he called his family and his people to Islam. And we should not feel ashamed to call our families and our people to Islam because we want good for them. We don't want our families to die upon disbelief and rejection of the truth. So we should use the best of wordings and the best method, use wisdom when calling our family members and our people to Islam. Another point, and please excuse me, for my intent is not to mention every single thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about Ibrahim alayhi salam in the Quran or that which the Prophet sallallahu has mentioned about the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. Rather, just taking some selections from the Quran and from the Sunnah. Another matter that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran is the example of patience with the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And as we know, the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, he destroyed the idols. And the people, when they came and was questioning about the matter, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was mentioned. And Ibrahim alayhi salam, In response to them, as it relates to their worship of the idols, because he said the big one did it, and they all understood and knew that the idols, they can't talk. So there was embarrassment and shame. For Ibrahim alayhi salam, did something to show them the falsehood of their practices. 
But just as is the way of the people of falsehood, when they can't defeat you with proofs and evidences, then they result to violence. Then they result to wanting to get physical. So they wanted to harm Ibrahim salam physically. So they put Ibrahim salam into a furnace to burn him alive. As Allah mentions, Kalu Harrikuhu Wan Suru Ali Hatakum in Kuntum Fa'ilin. So they said, Burn him, and he burned him alive. And aid your deities if you're going to do so. But Ibrahim salam, he was a man who put his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is a this is a great lesson of the firm resolve of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam when they wanted to harm him and they put him into the fire and Allah as he mentions he said Kulna ya nar kuni baradan wa salaman ala Ibrahim Allah said and we said O fire be a coolness and a safety Meaning, don't harm Ibrahim, alayhi salam. And when they put Ibrahim, alayhi salam, in the fire, what was his statement? Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, he stated, قَالَ حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَقِيلُ قَالَهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ حِينَ أُلْقِيَا فِي النَّارِ Ibrahim السلام, he said sufficient is Allah for us as a protector and indeed Allah is a blessed protector, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best protector there can be. And when Allah protects, there's no one and nothing that can harm. And likewise, the Prophet وسلم, said the same thing as Allah mentions that it was said to him, Indeed, the people have gathered together to Destroy you and combat you. Allah says, Fazadahum imana. This only increased the Prophet وسلم, and the believers in faith. And they said, Allah is sufficient and suffices us. He is the blessed protector, He's the blessed and the best wakil.
So Ibrahim alayhi salam, when they put him into the fire to get rid of him and to silence his call to la ilaha illallah, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he remained firm. And he was patient upon the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he saved him. And as Allah, he mentions in the Quran, فَاصْبِرْ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُ الْعَزَمِينَ الرُّسُلِ Therefore, be patient as those messengers of firm resolve are patient. And the prophets of and messengers of firm resolve, the scholars mention are five in number. Nuh alayhi salam Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, and the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These are the five best prophets and messengers there are. Out of these five, the best three, the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, and Musa alayhi salam. And then out of the three, the best two, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. And out of the two, the best one, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When you read in the Quran the stories of these prophets, and when you read along with that the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And you read the authentic narrations that mention aspects of the lives of these prophets and messengers. You will see a great and excellent example of patience. Ibrahim alayhi salam. He migrated with his wife, Sarah, and we know his wife was barren, she couldn't have children, and Ibrahim salam, he didn't have any children. We know the story of the migrating and he passing through the land where there was a tyrant king who used to take the wives of the men who were passed through that land and he would kill the husbands. And Ibrahim salam, he told Sarah that not to oppose his statement and that is that she is his sister. So when Ibrahim salam, and Sarah came to that land, the man, he wanted to take Sarah. 
So he sent the question, who is she to him? And he said that she is his sister. And what he meant was that she is his sister in faith, not blood sister. And we know that the man called for Sarah and he went to have uh, an inappropriate relation with her. And Sarah, what did she do? She called upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every time this man, this tyrant king, went to go near to her, he would have like a seizure and fall out. And he was not able to touch her. And she mentioned, or was mentioned in the narrations, that she said, Oh Allah, Allahumma, O Allah, indeed you know that I have believed in you and I have believed in your messenger and I have preserved my privates except for my husband. So do not give this disbeliever any ability or authority over me. And this is something that in itself is a lesson. From the lessons, number one, calling upon Allah in times where one is facing danger and harm, calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking a response to your dua by mentioning your belief in him and by mentioning your belief in his messenger. And then thirdly, by mentioning something of righteousness that you have done. And in this case, she mentioned that she was one who preserved her chastity. And this is an indication that a woman preserving her chastity and not sleeping with any man except that that man is her husband, but this is from the greatest of the deeds that a person can do, meaning that a woman can do. The greatest of the actions, for she mentioned it in seeking this nearness or seeking the response and protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that the story goes that this kept happening. She kept making dua. And then eventually, this tyrant, he said, indeed, you sent a shaitan to me. He thought that possibly she's a jinn or the likes. And he said, return her back to Ibrahim. And then he gave her hajr as a gift to, as, to not harm him. And to fast forward, Sarah, she gifted Hajar to Ibrahim salam. And she became pregnant by Ibrahim salam. And she was carrying 
Ismail. So Ismail, he is the firstborn. And not Ishaq, as is mentioned by Ahlul Kitab, people of the book, the Jews and the Christians. They say that Ismail is the firstborn. However, Afwan, they say Ishaq is the firstborn. However, it is Ismail who is the firstborn. And we know that Ibrahim salam, he had to separate between the woman due to the jealousy. And this is a lesson for us men, especially those who have more than one wife, to use wisdom and have hikmah when dealing with the woman. As Ibrahim salam, he used wisdom when dealing with both and he acknowledged the jealousy of Sarah and that he had to move Haja from the situation. And this is to eradicate any fitna between the family. So as the scholars mentioned, he had to separate between them by countries or land. One in Sham and one was in Mecca. And as a side point, Ibrahim salam, he was not a deadbeat dad. As one of the ignorant uh, women who ascribes herself to Islam has said about Ibrahim leaving Hajar and Ismail in Mecca, that Ibrahim salam, was a deadbeat dad. And wallahi, this statement is a statement of kufr. It's a statement of apostasy from the religion. To describe a prophet and messenger, rather the second best prophet and messenger of Allah, the Khalil of Allah, as being a deadbeat dad. Ibrahim salam, separating between Sarah and Hajar was a matter of wisdom. And then Ibrahim salam, leaving them in Mecca was a commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though it was difficult to leave, leave his family in that area and there was nothing there at the time, he submitted to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a lesson from the life of Ibrahim salam. He was one who submitted to the commandments of Allah even when there was difficulty in it. So as mentioned in the narration that as Ibrahim took them there and he, he turned away, Hajjah, she said, Ya Ibrahim, ain't a tadhab. Oh Ibrahim, where are you going? And you're leaving us here? And, and there's nothing here? And Ibrahim, salam, he didn't even respond. He just kept walking. So she kept calling out to him, but she, he didn't respond. And then finally she said, Allahu amaraka bihada. Did Allah command you to do this? Qala naam. He said, yes. Then she said, فَإِذَنْ لَا يُدِعُنَا Being that this is the case that Allah has commanded you with this, 
Allah is not going to neglect us. How can a woman say, a woman who says that she's a Muslima, and those who agreed with her, how can a Muslim say, man or woman, after knowing this, and even prior to knowing this, but having good thoughts about a prophet and messenger, that Ibrahim salam was a deadbeat dad. This goes against the, the kitab and the sunnah. Walillahilham, a refutation was put out against her exposing her ill manners with the Prophet Ibrahim and her kufr and her statement and view of the Prophet Ibrahim and how the reality is that Ibrahim was not a deadbeat dad. Also to add, it is mentioned in the authentic narration that Ibrahim salam used to visit his family upon the Buraq, the animal that took the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, from Mecca to Jerusalem. That same animal used to take Ibrahim salam from Jerusalem to Mecca. And he used to visit his family. But a lesson we learn from the Prophet Ibrahim salam, is a lesson of patience in carrying out the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Ibrahim salam, he said to his son Ismail, and this is one of the times he went to go visit his son. He said, Inni ara fil manam, anni adbahuka fandur madha tara. Kala ya abati, if al ma tu'mar. Satajiduni in sha Allah mina sabiri. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that Ibrahim alayhi salam, he said to his son Ismail, indeed, I seen in a dream that. I was sacrificing So what do you see? Ismail responded Oh my father My dear father Do what you have been commanded You will find me Insha'Allah From amongst those who are patient Ibrahim salam Was a man of patience And his family Look at Hajar once he informed her that this was the commandment of Allah, she stopped asking questions. And she became patient with the decree of Allah. And likewise here, Ismail alayhi salam, patient with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he goes on to describe something of extreme importance as it relates to Ibrahim salam and Ismail. So now, mind you, as a side point, the dreams 
of the prophets and the messengers revelation. The dreams of the prophets and the messengers is revelation. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, he's mentioning what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him in a dream. That he sees himself sacrificing his only son or his oldest son. This is a test without a doubt from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how was their response to the test? Allah says, aslama." So when they both submitted, submitted to what? Submitted to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an extremely important point. That when you know of the commandment of Allah, submit. Don't fight it. Don't question it. Don't think that you know better. Submit to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in the submission to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find an escape from every hardship and difficulty. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَمَن And whoever fears Allah, whoever has taqwa of Allah, Allah will make a way out from every difficulty. And then Allah will provide for the individual from where the person didn't perceive that provisions will come from. This is the way of the prophets and the messengers. When a commandment comes, submit. And in your submission to the commandment of Allah is going to be your ease. In the submission to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be the escape from the hardships and the difficulties. But if you, if we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's not going to get us out of the situation. Even if it may appear to have gotten us out of the situation, the reality, it only makes matters worse. Because now, with the hardship or the test that we're facing, we're adding on top of that the disobedience to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that once Ibrahim salam and Ismail submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called out to Ibrahim and established that Ibrahim confirmed the dream and exchanged Ismail for a beautiful sacrifice instead. And this is where we have the issue of slaughtering on the Eid. This is connected to the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he mentions, 
إن كذلك نجز المحسنين إن هذا لهو البلاء المبين وفديناه بذبح عظيم Indeed, well likewise, we reward the good doers And indeed, this, it was a clear test It was a test for the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam Walillahilham, he passed the test Along with his son And how did they pass the test? Through the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Put in place of Ismail A magnificent slaughtering and sacrifice The last point I want to mention and again, my intent was not to mention every single thing about the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. Rather, it was to highlight some points from his story that we can benefit from, especially in these 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, which are the best days of the year. The point I want to highlight as it relates to Ibrahim salam, is that Ibrahim salam, he was one who established something of greatness something that not only did he benefit from but many people after him benefited benefited from that which he established and this is in relation to the building or the establishment or the raising of the Kaaba Ibrahim salam, along with his son Ismail, they built the Kaaba. And some ulama say that they were not the ones who actually built the Kaaba, but rather they erected the foundations of the Kaaba. In any event, whether one views it as they are the ones who actually built the Kaaba or they are the ones who just raised up the foundations of the Kaaba. And in the event, this is something that is tremendous. Because look at all of these years that have passed by after the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and still we benefit from that which was established by the Prophet Ibrahim and Ismail. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions Ibrahim al min al wa Ismail. When Ibrahim and Ismail they were erecting the foundations of the house. 
Rabbana taqabbal minna our Lord except from us. Innaka anta sami'ul alim. Indeed, you are the all hearing and the all known. The lesson in this statement we should strive to establish something in Islam that not only is going to be a benefit for us, but a benefit for the generations to come. And in establishing this, we should involve our families, as Ibrahim salam involved his son. Also, it establishes the importance of the men being great role models for their sons. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us men better fathers and better role models for our sons. And even if we are no longer with the woman, this should not stop us from having a relationship with our sons and being good role models for our sons. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established the rights between a father and son and the relationship between the father and son. And no one has the right to come in between that. And we advise our sisters, do not be an obstacle in the way of the son and the father. Whether you are married to the father or you're no longer married to the father, don't be an obstacle in the way. Be supportive and aid and facilitate and don't be from amongst the women who turn the children against the father because the relationship didn't work out. Leave this type of stuff alone. This is not from the deen of Islam. And likewise, fathers should not be turning children against the mothers. For the mother has great importance in Islam. So the lesson from this matter is the relationship between the parent and child. And this is here we're speaking about father and son, but also mother and daughter or mother and son and father and daughter work together to establish something great in islam work together to establish something that will benefit the generations to come and in another matter turning to allah and calling upon allah to accept your good from you this is from the humbleness of Ibrahim and Ismail and from them having hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept from them their actions. So they made dua. And likewise, we should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us our good. And then calling upon Allah by his names and attributes to ensure that our dua will be answered and here the name and attribute that is mentioned or the names and attributes that are mentioned as samir and al-alim. The all-hearing, that's the name of Allah and it entails the attribute of hearing and the all-knowing, that's the name of Allah and then it entails the attribute of knowing. And then they went on, Allah mentions that they went on to say, Rabbana waj'alna muslimain laka wa min durriyatina Ummatan Muslima lak. Our Lord, 
make us Muslims, make us two individuals who submit to you. Again, calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here they're calling upon Allah to give them the guidance and to make them from amongst those who submit to the commandment of Allah. And also from our offspring, from our lineage, making dua for your family and your future offspring to come. Make them like a Muslim nation for you. And walillahi alham, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered this dua. For the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is from the lineage of Ibrahim and Ismail. And with the Prophet sallallahu we have the Muslim nation. And then Allah mentions, they said, وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُوبَ عَلَيْنَا and show us the rituals, the rituals of worship. And this here establishes no bid'ah. And he show us the way to worship you correctly. Here are these are prophets. Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail, these are prophets and messengers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about and showing their humility and humbleness to Allah and how they call upon Allah for guidance. So for sure, those of us, we are not on that level. We are in need, more in need to be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. And the way of the prophets and the messengers, the way of the righteous people of the past is that they worshiped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon what Allah revealed. Not worshiping Allah based upon innovative practices, innovative beliefs, innovative statements, and other than that. No, worshiping Allah based upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. And then they also ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their repentance. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ تَوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ Indeed, you are the one who often accepts the repentance and you are the bestower of mercy. The importance of making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The importance of seeking the mercy of Allah, calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his names and attributes. رَبَّنَا وَبَعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ Our Lord send amongst them a messenger from themselves who will recite upon them your verses and teach them your book and teach them the book and the wisdom and purify them. Indeed, you are the Almighty, the All-Wise. And Allah, he answered this dua because he sent amongst the people the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu he recited upon the people the verses of Allah from the Quran. And he taught them the book and the wisdom. He didn't just recite, but he also taught them the meanings of the verses, the meanings of the book. And he taught them the wisdom. And what is the wisdom? The wisdom is the sunnah. Al-Kitab wal-Hikmah, yani al-Kitab wal-Sunnah. And he purified them because in the practice of the Kitab and the Sunnah, there is purification of the soul. Indeed, you are the Almighty and the All-Wise. And then Allah, he mentions, وَمَنْ يَرْغَبْ عَنْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِهَ نَفْسَهِ 
And who is the one who turns away from the way of Ibrahim except for the one who befools himself? Opposing the methodology of Ibrahim alayhi salam is stupidity and foolishness. As Allah he mentions, وَلَقَدْ اسْتَفَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And indeed, we have chosen him in the life of this world. And indeed, in the hereafter, he is certainly from amongst the righteous. If قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلَمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And when his Lord said to him, submit, he said, I submit to the Lord of the creation. And Ibrahim commanded his children with it. And likewise, Ya'qub, when he said, Oh, my children, indeed Allah has chosen for you the deen, so do not die unless you are Muslims. And this is what we want to end with. Hold on to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Command your children with following the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not die unless you are a Muslim practicing Islam. So this is what I wanted to present. And whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. وَسُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمْ وَبِحَمْدِكَ شَادُوا أَنْ لَا إِلَّهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَنْتُ بِهِ جَزَاكُمْ اللَّهُ خَيْرً